Rich Risfeld with American Egg Network here with me. I'm with Grant Marion, and we're at the North Dakota Corn and Soy Expo at the Fargo Dome in Fargo, North Dakota. Grant, tell us a little bit about, uh, and you're, by the way, you're with Asgro and DeKalb here. Tell us a little bit about what you guys have on the horizon for this next year uh, in regards to growers and what they want to hear. We are really looking at 2023 as being another dynamic growing season. Well, of course, we're thinking about what's the weather going to do? How early, how early are we going to plant? But really what we're thinking about right now is we're making that plan on the farm. What corn hybrids, what soybean varieties, and what wheat plants, what, whatever you're growing, what, what are you going to put where? And why are you going to put it where? So one thing I would kind of keep in mind this year that I've been kind of chatting with a lot about is, all right, let's just talk about our corn crop we're going to put in. We've got first-year corn we're going in the ground. We feel comfortable putting really any corn you want in there from a traded perspective. Be it conventional, traded double pro from us, or above-ground trades, you don't need anything below ground. Well, you're going second-year corn on corn, you're probably still okay with exactly what you normally grow. But once you get kind of reaching out there to the third or fourth year corn on corn, which there are people that will be there this year given rotations being a little out of whack from a bad, tough spring in 2022, we're going to have some more corn on corn more than ever. And couple that with the fact that we're actually seeing a little more northern movement and activity with the corn rootworm, this dreaded uh, soil uh, larvae or, that will attack our roots and will really drag yield, could lodge your crop, make you averse to green snap, and really could just trouble you in the field. So all that to say that if you are growing third-year corn on corn, you're going to want to be having good below-ground protection. And so if you got third year, put smart sacks in the ground. If you're further south, you know, if you're in South Dakota or, or southern Minnesota, you're going to be putting smart stacks pro in the ground. But have something in the ground to protect your below ground because we have seen issues in having a few more northern corn worms around. We've actually seen some fields have extended diapause where it's rotated ground that ends up with the issues and has lodging. And we just need to make sure that we have our insect pest buttoned up with our corn crop as we're going to have a pretty big corn crop planted in the Dakotas this year. Well, and I think you just gave me a little bit of uh, a glimpse into the future, but what are your predictions for this year's growing season? I know that's uh, that's a big question, loaded question. Who can be right, who can be wrong, but what are you seeing for this year coming up? I do like to pay quite a bit of attention to our, our weather forecasters, our modelers. What do we have coming? So look in the ground right now. What do we have? Well, we have across the northern plains, we have, you know, six to three feet of snow, somewhere in that range. And it's not above average moisture in that snow. It's just got some average. Well, when did we get our snow around here? We got it early, November, early December, and we got hammered with a bunch of it. That's good. It's good for one reason, in that we buffered the soil nicely. Our frost line is just not that deep. You could go to North Dakota Egg Weather Network, Endon, or elsewhere, and you just don't have as much frost. All right, so in a perfect world, that frost might let out earlier than we think. It might, you know, once spring goes, it might just let loose. That's good news. We, if we don't get socked with another big snowstorm, we're sitting a below average for moisture this winter. So we may not have issues with, we, we may not, again, if we don't have a big snowstorm, with all the runoff and flooding and rivers flooding that we did have a fair bit of last year where we had you know some rivers such as like the Maple River up here, just it just was wet. Uh, so now, take that into consideration. What the weather forecasters are saying is that, well, we're going to have some moisture this spring, April, early May. Um, there, there's, there's indications for some moisture, but then there's indications for actually somewhat of a moist summer. You know, just a, a little above average moisture and just a little above average heat. And that couples together with, I really am, I'm optimistic for a really nice 2023 growing season. And now, 
your mileage will vary. I am not a meteorologist. I'm just kind of parroting back what I've been hearing and seeing. But I really think that the, the spring could let loose pretty well and that we, we might have a, a nice spring on hand. And we'll be remembering 2021 when we just, or 2022, excuse me, when we just, we never could plant. We sat on our hands all April and May. And, and it does seem like we're, we're stacking up so far to be better than that. Well, I think those are some good insights, and I hope that stuff comes true for sure. Uh, anything else that you'd like the producers to hear or anything else you'd like to get across for this year? Probably a couple final thoughts from me would just be, all right, we're making a plan for, for our crop next year or this coming growing season right now. We can move the puzzle pieces around a little bit and get the puzzle to fit together nicely. And I do just want it to make a plan that we, we can put our corn hybrids, our soybean varieties in the right place where if you do that a little bit more than just blanket seeding, you might just raise the bushels up and up and up just a little bit more. And so I would I would use this time of year as a time to make that best laid plan for putting things where they should go. And of course, once spring lets loose, that will probably all be thrown out the door and we'll crumple up the papers and we'll just go. But, but we can get more bushels out of the field if we kind of think about placement, diversity, and managing these hybrids or varieties in just a little different way to help raise that yield up. Well, Grant, thanks for spending a little bit of time with us today. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate your time as well.